Columbia. 88.1. And running, this is Start Your Sunday. Peace, yo, you. 88.1. Harrison Vapnik, Garrett Pave, joining us on this Sunday morning. Forgot to hit the on button on your microphone, Garrett. Oh, it's all good, my man. And we are ready <laughs> to get started. It is the 15th of November. The weather's getting colder. Mm-hmm. The football is getting better for the most part. Not as much yesterday. No, not yesterday. But it's, you know, it's always Fortunate great to say. have... Great college football, great NFL. It's just thank you for starting your Sunday with us here on KCOU 88.1. You can find us on Start Your Sunday on the Spotify app or wherever you listen to your music and podcasts. Great day of football yesterday, kind of, for some people. Yeah, it was a great day for some people. We saw some goods. We saw some bads. Uh, of course, an interesting week for the SEC, specifically uh, four games canceled due to COVID-19. Yep. So, you know, you get what you get, but hey. It's college football, it's SEC football, Big Ten, Pac-12, yeah. everybody back in action. So, hey, I'm not complaining. And we got a good NFL slate today. So, hey. Great, great NFL slate today. And the Masters also yes, going exactly. on right now. The Masters going on. ahead of the final days of that. But let's start with some college football from yesterday. And, Garrett, you just said a word that I'm going to use right now, and it is complain. Yep. There are some college football programs that do a lot of this. There are some college football play- playoff contenders, and then there are college football playoff pretenders. And there are these teams that complain, they want better, they blame their coaches, they blame their players, they blame their recruits. And, you know, part of the big thing about in college football is having an identity. Mm -hmm. Who are you? You know, you could look at any program in the country. Who is Alabama? Alabama is a team that will play strong defense and they are going to get put pressure on the quarterback and they're going to have a great offensive line and they're going to have all these weapons and they're going to beat you with their running backs and receivers and not even the best of quarterback play, but they'll win those games. And, you know, even in the NFL, a lot of teams have an identity. The Baltimore Ravens are one of the best teams in the league. They have an identity. They run the ball with their quarterback. They run the ball, great offensive line, uh, great up front defense. Even in basketball, having an identity is huge. You talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. They won the NBA championship this year uh, because of not as much perimeter shooting. We don't talk about basketball on the show, but uh, it was about, you know, feeding your best players, LeBron and Anthony Davis. And it's the same thing in college football. Last night in the primetime game, we saw a tale of two cities. Michigan and Wisconsin, I guess those are states, but you see what I'm saying. One of these teams had a identity. Wisconsin, ground and pound. Yep. Run the ball, great blocking, getting stops on defense, and then you see Michigan. Michigan had absolutely zero identity. They just play football like it's backyard street football, trying to make plays with their quarterback on RPOs yep. and all this. And these are the difference in these two programs. Wisconsin is this blue collar, run the football, put two fullbacks in the game at the goal line, ground and pound, and Michigan is this free-for-all team, free-for-all program. And Michigan, I think after this loss, a 49-11 loss last night for Michigan at home, that is one of the biggest losses in the history of the big house that's been open for over a century. Yeah. Probably the worst loss that they have had there. And, you know, the, I don't think the problem... See, we blame Jim Harbaugh. I don't think that's the problem. Yeah. I think the problem is the identity and the culture of this program. Garrett, what did you see last night in the Michigan-Wisconsin game? Yeah, I mean, it almost looks like, 
you know, I mean, first of all, I don't think we've seen a Michigan team play this bad in a very long time. I think over time there have been complaints about Jim Harbaugh, and it's been kind of a mild, you know, disruption of people going, ah, is this really the guy to win the, you know, win games for us? And now it's just been, you know, it's so much more now. I think yesterday, as an example, they're not playing for Harbaugh anymore. They're kind of giving up on him right now is what it looks like. Um, you know, when you mentioned Wisconsin, um, they have an identity. They've always been known to ground and pound. Jonathan Taylor, guys like that, Monty Ball. I mean, they, you Robin know, Gordon. phenomenal you running on, backs. We could go on and on about Wisconsin yes, running backs for the last 10 years. On, before you say that, okay. name me the best Michigan running back over the, the last decade. Best Michigan running back. You're going to have some trouble because they're like they're not I, there. I, I don't know. Who, who is? Who is who is the – I don't know. Who who has gone to the NFL made a splash from Michigan as running back? I'm really not sure. That's what I'm saying because this is it's a identity, it's a program without an identity. Yes, it is, and I think here's the difference for what Wisconsin has this year. In the past few years, Wisconsin has solely relied on the run game. I mean, I, we were at the Orange Bowl a few years ago together. Yes. We didn't know it when they played Miami, and all they did was run the ball. They ran, ran, ran. That's all they could do. This year, Graham Mertz, a former four-star recruit. Last night, 12 for 22, 127 yards, two touchdowns. He's efficient. He does not have the most spectacular stat line you're going to see in college football, but he is very efficient. And you know Paul Chris loves seeing that because now it allows him to balance out the offense. And, I mean, Michigan's defense, Don Brown has been known as a defensive mastermind in college football. They just look lost. They're out physical. They don't play with speed. They just look lost. I mean, broken coverages, it's it's a mess right now. From top to bottom, it's a mess for this Michigan football team. And when, when they went down, so opening drive of the game, Michigan got a stop. Grand March threw yep. one incompletion against Illinois, had three on the opening drive. Michigan got a stop. First play, Joe Milton interception. Yep. Wisconsin goes down, scores a touchdown. So next drive, Joe Milton interception. Wisconsin scores a touchdown. Michigan sh- showed zero fight after those turnovers. None. And after they were down 14-0, Seven minutes in the game, the game, the game was basically over. Yep. Back to Graham Mertz for a second. Graham Mertz, four-star recruit out of uh, Kansas. Yes? Blue Valley High School. Wow. And quarterback, the best pocket passer quarterback in his class. He had so many options. He could have gone to Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Miami, Michigan, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Anywhere. Oregon. Anywhere. He chose Wisconsin. Interesting. And it makes sense now because, you know, he didn't want to go to these programs where he wasn't going to be the face. Nope. He's becoming the face of this Wisconsin program, and he might be what they need to get over the top. Wisconsin was on the doorstep of the playoff maybe two or three times, but they lose to Ohio State because of quarterbacks Alex Hornibrook or Jack Cohen. Yep. And, you know, they they get oh so close a couple of years. They had the undefeated year, which they lost to Wisconsin in the Big yep. Ten Championship. Is Graham Mertz the quarterback that will take Wisconsin over the top? Yeah, I mean, the conversation all year from you and I, too, has been Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State. Let's talk about Wisconsin, right? Like, Wisconsin's kind of in our ears saying, yeah. hey. Well, they had the two weeks off exactly. because of COVID, and we didn't know how they would play yesterday. And, now, I mean, this is – I mean, I think this is a great bounce-back game because, like you said, two weeks without COVID, you don't know what you're going to get. Are you going to get a sloppy team or are you going to get a really fired-up team? So, Wisconsin proved a lot. I think Graham Mertz – I personally – I love the way he plays. I think he is the guy. If they're going to beat – you know, or compete. I won't say beat. I'll say compete with a team like Ohio State – He's the guy to do that. He's very efficient. Like I said, he makes plays, but he's not like a 400-yard passer. Yeah, yep. that's the best. That's, that's never. He can do it if he wants, but Wisconsin will not exactly. let him do that. That's never been Wisconsin. So I, I think he is the guy. I love the way this Wisconsin team plays. They play hard down the stretch. They're going to be good. I think they're going to keep getting better as the season goes on. Too. And we'll wrap up in this game. My last thought. Funny stat: Michigan total running yards, 
47 yards. It's ridiculous. Wisconsin ridiculous. had four players run for more than 50 yards. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Wisconsin ran for 341 yards, five touchdowns. This team has an identity. And yep. tough game next week. 3.30 Eastern. They are going to Northwestern. Northwestern, an undefeated team. It's Basically, tricky. the winner of this game has the direct path to Indianapolis in the Big Ten West. Yep. Any... Early thoughts on that game? Yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be a great game. Northwestern, I'm for that one. Northwestern. I mean, both of these teams, Wisconsin and Northwestern, look, they're not going to get the big four and five star recruits. I mean, they're going to get a couple, but they don't get the big four or five star recruits like Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. But man, they play tough, and that is going to be a physical game because both teams want to run the ball. That's going to be a physical game. You watch. It's going to be run, 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 run. I cannot wait to watch these two teams play. And let, let's actually go to the other side of that Big Ten. So basically next next Saturday is the Big Ten quote-unquote semifinals. Yep. Yep. We have Northwestern, uh, Northwestern Wisconsin, the winner of that game, uh, is probably going to win the Big Ten East. And then the other – or the Big Ten, Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other side, before the season we thought it would come down to Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State. Next week we're getting Ohio State and Indiana, a top ten, two top ten teams going against each other in Ohio State. It's gonna be a noon kickoff on Fox. Indiana, I don't know the last time Indiana shut out victory. Tom Allen doing a great job of that program. A twenty four nothing win over the Spartans. Two teams that also beat Michigan. Um, Michael Penix Jr. not his best game. Uh, Three hundred twenty yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, they were able to run the ball well. The running back Scott, uh, eighty four yards and a touchdown. This receiver, uh, Froigel. Yeah, I think so. 11 yep, yep, catches, yep. 200 yards, two touchdowns. He is a weapon. And does Indiana – two two parts. Yep. One, is Indiana for real? Two, could Indiana give Ohio State some trouble next Saturday at the horseshoe? So here's my only concern with Indiana right now. Right, They're 4-0 and they played really well. Michael Penix Jr. I think is a phenomenal quarterback. He has been poised all year. He makes plays all over the field when he needs to. Here's the concern though. How real is Indiana? They're 4-0. They're four teams they've played. Michigan, who's 1-3. Michigan State, 1-3. Rutgers, 1-3. Penn State, 0-4. So the question right now brings up, okay, you have good, you have four really good wins, right? This is the best start in program history. Probably their, their like I said, quarterback play, best they've had in years. The question would be now, you know, do those four wins solidify you as like one of the top contenders in the Big Ten? And Ohio State... That game's gonna prove that, right? Yep. I mean, we don't. And it's know. on the road, and it's so it's gonna be tough. And even though no fans, that's gonna be a that's big right. part. Yes, that's it is. a big part of it. it. Is a big People part. aren't a factoring into. So I don't. I mean, I think. Look, I think Indiana plays great ball. I really do. I think this is the first year we've seen a really good balance from, and they play good defense. I mean, like you said, they shut out Michigan State yesterday, twenty-four nothing. They play really good defense, and they finally have a quarterback. I just don't know. That schedule is not appealing right now. With you know four and zero against teams who. Not one of them has a winning record. You know yet. what it reminds me of? So we'll see. It reminds me of what we saw from Minnesota last yep, season. Yep, I know I mentioned agreed. you this earlier, yep. but you know, Minnesota was just, you know, I don't know where the cultural playoff would rank Indiana. The playoff doesn't do the rankings till next no. week, I believe. So it's not this week, but the week after. Yep. So it would be it would be interesting to see where they would put Indiana this week. My guess would be not as high as where the AP has them. Yeah, I think they'd have imagine. more of the 13, 14 rangers out of the the nine, ten or the coaches in the AP ranking have yep. them. But it's, it's it reminds you of a lot of what Minnesota did last year. They were beating easy opponents, yep. And they then they beat Penn State at home, which was a which pretty was convincing crazy, win. Yeah. And then they they lost to they lost to Wisconsin. Their yep. last game of the year, no, they lost to Iowa and lost to Wisconsin. Yes. Well, so it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say I think look for Indiana. It's the same thing we talked about early in the season with Missouri. You know, playing Alabama and 
Florida, I think for Indiana next week, of course you want to win, but I want to see more how close can they stay with Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State is far, you know, the top dog right now in the Big Ten. So how does Indiana perform against Ohio State? Do they compete or do they kind of just lay down and let because Ohio State Because we see State this dominate? a lot. When Penn State last year came in yep. with one loss, you know, if they won that game, I think they would have had a chance to go to the Big Ten Championship. Oh, for sure. And they actually – were down. Ohio State had that. They were laying down early. Ohio yep. State got into them. They actually made a rally back out within a touchdown or so, and then Ohio State pulled away at the end. I could. I think that's going to be kind of similar. I would expect that game next Saturday, Ohio State to get on a strong start, Agreed. and Indiana to kind of maybe fight their way back in the game. Ohio State to pull away. I'm kind of excited to see how it's going to be. It's an early kickoff again, and you know, there's a lot of different ways it could go. Yes, agreed. Uh, let's go to the SEC. Not a lot of SEC games yesterday. Only three games. They're all high-scoring games, actually, if you look at the scoreboards. We talk about the Heisman race. I wouldn't really call it a race because on the Heisman Trophy, it's weird because it's like no one really starts at the beginning and then keeps going. It's more like a – what's the word? It's it's the – it's like a – not a marathon. It's it's a relay. It's a relay race yep. where you pass the baton and you're running around the track. That's basically what the Heisman Trophy race is. Agreed. It's one player getting on a fast start and then they start slowing down. They pass the baton to someone else and they keep running <laughs> and they pass the baton to someone else and then it all comes down to a crazy finish at the end. That's what the Heisman Trophy race right now. And last night, I think Kyle Trask picked up that baton and started sprinting with it and has given himself <laughs> a pretty decent lead with a six-touchdown performance and a blowout win against Arkansas. What do you think of that comparison? I mean, how good is Kyle Trask? Look, I saw a really interesting... Look, I love Kyle Trask. I'm kind of... I'm, yes. I got a big smile on my face. I love Kyle Trask. He plays unbelievable football. One of my favorite quarterbacks ever played the game. I love his story. <laughs> but look, 28 touchdowns through his first six games in the SEC. That is the most by any SEC quarterback in history. And here's the difference. Kyle Trask is playing all SEC opponents, right? Last night, he beat out Tua Tagovailoa and Joe Burrow for that first-place record. And they're playing, you know, smaller Division I teams, even some FCS teams. Kyle Trask is playing all SEC teams. Look, this guy is phenomenal. I mean, yesterday, and you have to mention this, he was without Kyle Pitts yesterday, still had six touchdown passes, 356 yards. I think yesterday, you know, of course, we know Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence were off this past uh, yesterday. He was on prime time. It's that relay race. Yep, and he showed out. You know, he is the real deal. He is. And the Gators now, I mean, hey, they control their destiny at this point. They they win. Look, they have very easy schedule rest of the way. Yep, they do. I think their toughest opponent left is probably probably Tennessee or LSU. It's got to be. I think yeah, that game is in. It's in. I think it's in Knoxville. No, the, the LSU game is in. Oh, the LSU game is in, in Gainesville. Yeah, I, I don't see Florida losing another game no. until it's going to be a, a top five matchup, I would assume, between unless someone, everyone keeps winning, which no. that never happens. I wish we could get a top five matchup with Bama and Florida with a, a really a playoff chance on the line. Yep. And I don't know how Alabama's going to stop Kyle Trask in this offense. Even without Kyle Pitts yesterday, and they didn't even run the ball well. The running back Pierce only had 12 carries for 69 yards. And, uh, you know, Trevon Grimes is pretty good. Six catches, 109 yards, two touchdowns. But, man... I don't know what's going to happen. It's unreal. It's it's important to mention too. I cover, I've watched Florida football for yeah, a long time. Garrett, Garrett's big Florida. Guy. I am. They lost all four starting receivers last year to the yep. draft. All four. And look at how he's reloaded. And look at how he's making plays with these new guys. I mean, you look at the their um, depth chart with receivers. Jacob, Jacob uh, not Jacob Copeland. Sorry, Xavier Henderson. 
true freshman. Keon Zipper, a redshirt sophomore tight end who has not played at all. Justin Shorter, a Penn State transfer. Really? These are guys on the field. I have a theory about this. It's unbelievable. So Kyle Trask was in the start of the beginning of last year. Yep. Felipe Franks. You know, was a starter. He had a, a terrible injury against Kentucky. And yep. Kyle Trask came in and won them the game. And my theory is that in practice, Kyle Trask wasn't playing with the guys with Van Jefferson and Tyree Cleveland who yep. are in the NFL right now, guys agreed. like that. And who, like Michael Pirine. Kyle Trask was throwing it to these guys. Yep, agreed. Kyle Trask was playing against the Florida starting defense as the backup with these guys. Yep. And maybe that's why they have some good chemistry. And maybe that's why, you know, he works so well with them. That's it's a theory, but yeah. I think it could be real. No, I love it. I I, I totally agree with you. And you know, through the ten receipt, ten different receivers had a reception yesterday. So I think Florida. What Dan Mullen's done with um, Kyle Trask that's so good is he's spreading the ball around. He's making Florida. You know, he's able to use different targets. I mean, Trent Whittemore. I I've never heard of this guy before this year. He has come out of nowhere. He has a catch in every single game this year. So I mean, look, Florida offensively is a juggernaut and. Whether you, whether you see it or not, they're getting better defensively. Yesterday they gave up 35 points, but 14 of those 35 were in the fourth quarter, last 10 minutes, just kind of junk points. But this defense is getting better offensively. I don't know who – I mean, Georgia was the best defense they're going to face all year. I, it, that's just final. And they showed they could move the ball really well on that Georgia defense. So Florida, like you said, they control their destiny until they get to Alabama. I am really excited to watch Kyle Trask down the stretch. It's I've never seen a Florida offense like this. It's this really is, unbelievable. It's, it's been since Tim Tebow, I think. Yes, the agreed. Florida offense has been this exciting to watch. Let's go to the ACC for a second. Uh, 1993, Notre Dame at home. The number one team in the country came in, Florida State. Notre Dame was, I think, number two or three at the time. They beat number one Florida State at home by a touchdown. Great win in program history. The next week, they played Boston College and lost. Hmm. People were afraid the same thing was going to happen yesterday. They had a high win against Clemson. Now they're going playing at Boston College, and that wasn't the case. Ian Book was great. The running game was great. And the defense, you know, 31 points on the board. But I thought the defense had a strong performance. They forced some turnovers. 45-31 win over the Boston College Eagles. Notre Dame, are they like how I know like Notre Dame is a very good team. Don't get me wrong, yep. but is Notre Dame national championship good? It's always tough to say with Notre Dame, right? I mean, every year you can put them in the top four. I mean, we've seen a couple examples recently where you've put Notre Dame in the playoff in the national championship. And got they blown get up beat. by Alabama in the BCS championship. And yeah. got blown up by Clemson in the semis. But I do think you have to give credit this year to what they've done with Brian Kelly. They joined the ACC this year. They made that step to play. They knocked off number one Clemson. I don't, I don't care if Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing. That is an almost complete they scored four, Clemson, Clemson scored 40 points. Yes, so I think that's not a big – you can't make an excuse for that. I think Notre Dame, as much as I don't want to say this because, you know, I, every year it's like they get in, they get beat bad. I think Notre Dame, this is the first time that I really think they might have a legitimate chance. Um, offensively, you know, Ian Book's a senior. He's been there four years now. He knows the system well. 283 yards yesterday and three touchdowns, and that running game is dangerous. I mean, Kyron Williams only has been 37 yards. Yeah, he's been the feature back. I couldn't year. believe when I saw the stats. He didn't have an impact at all yesterday. So Notre Dame is going to keep. They're going to keep getting buried on the stretch this season. Brian Kelly has got his guys going, and you are on a course. You and I talked about pre the pre show them and Clemson again in the ACC championship. That's going to be determining what's going to happen potentially going forward for the playoffs. So. It's a good one for Notre Dame. I think they're for real this year. I do. I think they keep, you know, impressing me. So I love Ian Book the way he's playing this year, and that defense 
is playing well. I mean, they showed it against Clemson. What would be the difference between this Notre Dame team? Let's say the Notre Dame wins the ACC and gets in the playoff as the number two seed. Okay. What's the difference between those Notre Dame teams that folded in the playoff and this one? Yeah, I mean, I think this team is more complete. I think they're more well-balanced. Uh, I think in recent years you've watched just defensively, they've just been, I mean, just destroyed defensively. I mean, 33 nothing. But they've showed they've showed things before. Like, look, they have 40 points to Clemson last week. Yep. This defense isn't world beaters. Of course. But, you know. I, I think, too, they're able to line you up and run the ball for 200, 300 yards a game. They haven't been able to do that in recent years. I mean, Notre Dame's offensive line this year. It is good. It's big. They got some big this boys. This is the best one they had since they yeah. had Quentin Nelson. So I think, look, I think they're balanced. So I think they can run the ball. And then Ian Book, has, he's just a great, he's poised. He's a four-year, you know, four-year senior now. He is yeah. going to make plays. They're better defensively than they've been in past years. Not great, but better. I think that's the difference. All right, let's let's go to, the, let's say in ACC. Uh, number nine, Miami. Trap game at Virginia Tech. These games are never easy. This is a long-time rivalry they've played each every year for the last 30 years. I feel like it's close every time. Miami down double digits in the first half, rallied back down double digits in the second half, rallied back for a 25-24 win over the Hokies. Uh, De'Ara King, 255 yards, touchdown. Uh, Cameron Harris, 14 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, D. Wiggins, eight catches, 106 yards. Miami came back and won again. I know Miami is not really in a p- playoff position, but just because Notre Dame's in the ACC that yeah. year, they mixed up how they usually do it. If it was the regular format, Miami would have basically clinched the Atlantic already, and they'd be playing Clemson or Notre Dame in the ACC oh. championship. But they kind of changed how the format is this year. It's it's 2020, whatever. But what's you know. It's going to be really tough for them to make the playoff, as we talked about with a couple of other teams. But this Miami team is good. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, they are. I think it kind of reminds me of an Oklahoma situation last year where Oklahoma had to have everything go right. Yep. Miami has to have everything go right. And I'm right. not even sure like what's like right. Like what, like, what the scenario is. I mean, to get to, get to the ACC championship, you're going to have to hope somehow – I mean, what, Notre Dame's going to have to lose twice and Clemson's going to lose once? It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Yeah, I think They the, would need, like, Clemson. If the Clemson loses again, which yep. crazy I things mean, are happening. Yeah. Florida State? I mean, uh, my, my brother was joking me yesterday. He's a big Florida State fan. He goes, oh, right. they, got a, they got a cupcake game against Clemson. But I think, um, you know, if even if Clemson and Notre Dame play in the ACC Championship, and you mentioned this pre-show, if Clemson blows Notre Dame out. Notre Dame can't make the playoffs. So Notre no, Dame's no not going to make it. So what if everybody in front of Miami somehow loses? That would be that would so that would be Cincinnati. C- Cincinnati Florida, gets upset. Florida loses the the SEC to Bama. Georgia. Yeah, Georgia's already out. It would basically come down to Miami or Texas A&M. Yeah. Which would be which, who have the same exact resume. They yep. both are not going to make the ACs, their respective conference championships yep. because I got blown out on the road against Alabama and Clemson. Mm-hmm. So it would come down to whatever resume they'd like. They'd probably take Texas A&M because they beat Florida. But, but it's, it's, interesting. it's interesting. We'll it's an interesting scenario, yes. but I think it's a successful season for Miami. I think they're going to make a New Year's Six Bowl. Hopefully it's the Orange Bowl, which I hope I hope they play either Florida oh, or good? Texas A&M yeah, at the Orange fun? Bowl. You know, I think it's even making a New York Six and winning New York Six game yep. would be a successful season for Miami. Harris and I might make our trip down to Miami. Yeah, we'll be to watch down there. Game. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they're not there. Hopefully they're in the playoff. But we'll see about that. Um, not many. Let's go Cincinnati. Yeah, Garrett and I have been all. If you're a regular listener of Start Your Sunday since day one, Garrett and I were ta- we're saying watch out for Cincinnati. Yep. Watch out for Cincinnati. Watch out for Cincinnati. I think we give ourselves a pat on the back of, oh, of how well we easily, have done with this. They are easily. I think that they. 
I think they're like really one of the best teams in the country. I do too. I love This isn't a UCF situation where it's like, oh, they're undefeated. I think Cincinnati is a really good football team. I do too. I think they play well all around. They're balanced offensively, they're great defensively. A 55 to 17 win over East Carolina. Desmond Ritter, 24 for 31, 327 yards and three touchdowns, 299 yards on the ground. I mean, we said it a couple weeks ago. Cincinnati's going to have to keep winning and winning big. They just keep dominating. I mean, they keep dominating. And defensively, I think they're one of the best defensive units in the country. It's like Georgia. They don't have any standout guys that are, you know, talked about on Sundays all the time. They're just really solid as a and unit. And they just they play well together. They have yes, great chemistry. They They're so well coached. Luke Fickle deserves just like oh, he should be coach of the year. All the credit in the world. And I think you think he's gonna take a bigger job? You know, if the Michigan job opens up or if like a, I'm trying, I don't think any SEC jobs open up. Maybe yeah. if the USC job comes up or, you know, some ECC jobs maybe. I don't know. I mean, it would not shock me. I think if you can win at Cincinnati and boost yourself into the top ten, now potentially looking at top four in the future. I think you deserve a bigger job. Luke Fickle has done an Man, I unbelievable want job. I want if Miami somehow doesn't, I don't think Miami can get in. I want Cincinnati to make the playoffs. I want Cincinnati. I want Cincinnati. So I want to see Cincinnati like, I maybe they would get blown up by Bama. Maybe they would get blown up by Clemson or Notre Dame or whoever they play. I just want to see him get in. I yeah. want to see what it would look like if because I think this. I think they could compete with any team in the country. I mean, you watch. It's like we said when they're blowing teams out, dude. Like they're starting fast. And there's no looking back. I mean, and they are physically they imposing run the ball their will. So well. They do. It's unreal. All right, let's let's jump into our playoff preview. Playoff predictions. We do yep. this every week. We predict what the playoff would look like today. Garrett, go first. All right. So my our I think ours are eerily similar. My uh, number one seed, the Alabama Crimson Tide, having an unbelievable season. At number two, I have Notre Dame. The reason I have Notre Dame over Ohio State is after that big win against Clemson. They bounced back against Boston College. Was yeah. it the prettiest one in the world? No, but they bounced back. They can, they you know, were consistent. I have them at number two. At number three, I have Ohio State. Pretty self-explanatory. I have Florida moving in at four, okay. the four seed. I last week had them sitting at about six or seven, but I think after that win and that performance from Kyle Trask, how can you not move them to four? I had them sitting at four. Clemson sitting at five. I have Cincy sitting at six with Texas A and M following close here's, behind. Here's the argument people will make. Yep. Texas A and M saying there, hey, wait, we beat Florida. Yep. What do you respond to that with? Yeah, I mean, I think it's because look, the college football playoff has to committee has to take in head to head. Of course, I got to honor that. I think what Florida that was their third game of the it season. It was a very early game. It was the same thing Missouri beat LSU. So I, yeah, I think you have to look at the way Florida's played, right? I mean, who is Texas A and M beat? That's really. Big this year, Florida. For, but besides Florida, um, Arkansas. Okay, yeah, Florida. No they beat George on the road. They beat George on neutral site. I think that's the difference right now. You have a win over a top five opponent, and consistently, Florida's blowing teams out. They're dominating right now. They're, Texas A and M is they're playing. In, they're well. in control of their games. I think they are. I don't know how. You know how much the committee takes in game control, yep. but Florida, Florida, I think would be one of the top game control yeah. teams in the country. I'll do mine. Uh, Bama won. Self-explanatory. Yep. I'm gonna put Ohio State too. I've been on high on Ohio State this year. I would just I think if them and Notre Dame played, I think Ohio State would be a touchdown favorite in Ohio State or in South Bend or a neutral site. I just I think I look at the eye test and I think Ohio State's a better team than Notre Dame. And that's it's a slim margin, but I have Notre Dame at number three. Just the two and three spots are interchangeable, but I'm keeping the hours three. Florida four. Yep. Once again, they're in control of their games, their offense is hot, and I think they're the hottest team in the country right now. Five. Well, I guess the out time looking in. I would put Clemson. Right on the outside. Next would be Cincinnati. Then I'd put Texas A&M. Then I'd put Miami. And hey, one more thing. 
Cannot forget about BYU. I'm not going to stop talking uh, about it. They didn't play this week. They didn't play. They play North Alabama next week. They look, should. They should win. Look, I'm I'm going to keep bugging you about it. I still think they're sitting right there on the outside. They're ranked ninth it's gonna be right tough. now. It's going to be tough. I think. But I think they would have a successful season if they get to the Fiesta Bowl. Agreed. But I love. I still love my Cougars. I think yes. they're going to keep playing. <laughs> I have to mention every week. I got to shout them out. Zach Wilson, uh, love the guy. Great uh, player. Everyone loves Zach Wilson now. Yes. Uh, let's do a break and then we'll do some NFL previews. This is KCOU 88.1. Start your Sunday. I'd rather be on my computer than doing just about anything. It's really cool. The internet gave us a whole world of exciting new possibilities. So I guess this is a story of how it changed our lives. Change your life. Change the way you do the internet. Go like KCOU on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at KCOU and on Instagram at KCOU881. Stay up to date on the latest online content, events, giveaways, and more. Maybe right. I think we're being followed now. Don't look. Just play cool. So what are you waiting for, young keyboard warrior? The wonderful world of KCOU is just one click away. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. If you love them enough to sit through their favorite boy band with them... Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ag Council. Fire threatens everything in its path. When it threatens our nation and our communities, we respond. We bring the fight to the front line. The Army National Guard stands ready to face the dangers of Mother Nature and protect our homes and our neighbors. We will always be there when your community needs us the most. Discover more about all the ways you can serve part-time in your community by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. Culture, KCOU, society, KCOU, you, me, togetherness, equality, eternity, KCOU, deep space, travel and leisure, KCOU, magazine subscription, ends eventually, just as all of us KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, Missouri. Welcome back to KCOU 88.1. Start your Sunday. Thank you for starting your Sunday with us, Harrison Vapnik. Garrett Pave joining me on this Sunday morning. We're on the countdown to kick off of this exciting NFL Sunday. Garrett, how you doing? Oh, doing good, Harrison. You know, excited for these NFL games. We get later on in the season, the games become that much bigger. I get a great slate today. I'm Absolutely great it's slate. Awesome. You can, if you missed any of today's show, you can find us on Start Your Sunday on Spotify. Before we talk about Sunday, let's talk about Thursday a little bit. And you know, to the pain of Garrett Page, oh, yes. 
a big, the big Tennessee Titans fan he is. It's going to be a rough conversation for him that we're about to have here. Yep. The Tennessee Titans were at one point 5-0 and were the talk of the NFL. People had them as the best team in the league. And the month of last month of the year has not been too kind for them. A loss to Pittsburgh in the last second at a field goal. A tough loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. A win against the Chicago Bears, but what, how much does that mean? And then a Thursday night blowout. disaster. Yep. I wouldn't call it a blowout because I think Tennessee was in it for most of the game. But a second-half disaster. A 34-17 win for the Colts. Uh, Phillip Rivers, 308 yards and a touchdown. Naeem Hines, outstanding game. 12 carries, 70 yards, touchdown. And then had five catches, 45 yards and a touchdown. Michael Pittman Jr., the rookie from USC, had seven catches, 100 yards. And Ryan Ten on the Tennessee offense really couldn't figure it out. Garrett, what did you see from your Titans? Um, defensively in special teams, there's a big issue there. Uh, I think offensively. They gave the Titans a chance to win that game. I really do. I think Derrick Henry didn't have his best game of the season, but I think they still gave them a chance to win that game. I mean, just defensively, it's the same story every week, right? They can't get pressure on the quarterback. Um, blown coverages all over the field and special teams. At one point, okay, let me say this too. They have gone through four punters this year. Yeah, Four punters. At one point in the game, second quarter, 17-yard punt. Followed by a block punt for a touchdown. I think the block one was in the third quarter. Okay, third quarter. Followed by a 41-yard kick missed by Steven Goskowski, who has been probably the most inconsistent kicker in the NFL this year. So, here's where I think the Titans can start change with. They don't have a defensive coordinator. Mike Vrabel calls the defensive plays, which I personally think is a big mistake. That's a problem. I don't think a head coach in the NFL needs to be calling the plays. I think he needs to go out, hire somebody that knows the position well. I mean, Dean Pease was a guy who was a seasoned defensive coordinator veteran who just retired a couple years ago ever since Vrabel's taken it over himself, and look what's happened. The defense has gone from high to very, very low. They just don't get pre- – Phil Rivers was not pressured at all. He was making any play he wanted to. It just was – it was hard to watch as a Titans fan, and I think you know their potential – and you know what they can do, and that's what's even more painful because this offense has the potential to score on anybody. But look, they're probably going to make the playoffs unless they just have an ultimate collapse. If they do make the playoffs, if that defense does not get better, it will be a very early exit and a very long offseason for the Tennessee Titans because, I mean, in, in this time, if you can just have a decent defense – you're going to have a chance. They don't have a decent defense. They have a no, really no. bad defense. So where do the Titans go from here? I mean, I think... They have, what, six, seven games left this season? Yeah. What can they do to turn this around? Well, they're playing... Their schedule Because we saw this, at the, at this time last year, they were an average team who pulled away and made the playoffs and made the AFC Championship game. Yep. I mean, their next three games are brutal. At Baltimore, at Indianapolis, and versus Cleveland. So... They need to win two of those you're games. You're going to have to win two of those games... I mean, you know Lamar Jackson's going to be angry. He knows what happened last year, was, right? He does. I don't think everyone has forgotten about what happened no. last year. So, the Titans, the, you're right. they got to win two games. And I just want to see some improvement on defense. I mean, they brought in Desmond King from L.A. You know, as a potential to kind of spark that secondary. I didn't. Was he even playing on He played, yes. He played on Thursday, but had not had a big impact. So, I think the Titans, you got to figure it out defensively. Offensively, I still like the way they're moving, but they've got to get a rhythm and I think it's about time to say bye to Steven Goskowski. It's, yeah, it's, he's, he has a short leash right there, now. There's some good kickers out there on the market, but, yeah. you know. Goskowski's made some big kicks in his career. He's also made yep. some big kicks Agreed. in his career. Uh, let's go to the marquee matchups today. There's a lot of great games. I'm, I think the best one 
Seattle at LA. The six and two Seahawks coming off a tough loss in Buffalo last week. The Rams off a bye after a loss to Miami. The Rams are undefeated at home this year at their new home, SoFi Stadium, four thirty Eastern, three thirty Central on Fox. Uh, Russell Wilson having an outstanding year, but a worst game of the season against Buffalo on the year. He has 2,541 yards, 28 touchdowns, five. Or what is that? Eight inter- Was that eight or five? That's eight interceptions. Sorry, uh, Jared Goff. Uh, pretty good season, 2,145 yards, 13 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Seahawks without their top two running backs again. No Chris Carson, no Carlos Hyde. They're going to be starting DJ Dallas, the rookie running back from Miami. Big playmaker. Uh, who do you give the edge to today? Yeah, I'm, I think this game, I think I think Seattle wins, but I think it's very close. I mean, the Rams have proven all year they can play defense. They play really good defense. Aaron Donald is a playmaker. the Seahawks don't play defense. No, the Seahawks do not play defense. I think for that, I mean, I think it's, I honestly do think it's a fairly high scoring game, so but I. I think Seattle, uh, Seattle struggled recently, um, but I do think Seattle balances back. I think they win this game close. But I really think that the Rams, I think Aaron Donald makes some plays. They keep That defense keeps them in this game. I think that's a close win for Seattle. I think it's a close, high-scoring win for Seattle also. I think neither defense can play well today. I think the Rams have a – their defense is good, but it can be shaky at times. You know, they, they bring pressure, but bringing pressure on Russell Wilson doesn't do much because yeah. how great of a playmaker he is moving outside the pocket and hitting downfield throws to Metcalf and Lockett yep. and all those uh, receivers, David Moore, all their, their multitude of tight ends. I think Seattle will win a high-scoring close game. I think Wilson makes the plays late. I don't really trust scared jo- Jared Goff <laughs> in those tough situations. Uh, he usually folds in those games. I'd be surprised if oh, if Goff, you know, make, if the Rams find a way to win this game, I think we have to start taking them as a Super Bowl contender. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so taking, we're both taking Seattle there. Let's stay in the NFC West. Same time, Buffalo, the team that beat Seattle, Last week, going to the desert, taking on the Cardinals, had a tough loss to Miami. A 49-yard field goal fell just short. The Cardinals five and three. Buffalo, what seven and two on yeah, the year? Yeah, seven and two. What do you think happens between two of the best young quarterbacks in the league? Yeah, well, first of all, a great story out of Buffalo. Josh Allen, as we know, his grandmother died the night of that Seattle victory. The Buffalo fans, they raised thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for Josh Allen and that charity. So, a great story there. Um. You know, I want to go with Josh Allen because I like that story, but I don't know if I can. I think all year we've talked about Buffalo. I was high on them in the beginning, and recently I just don't like the way they're playing. Um, And I think, honestly, I'm going to pull the upset. I think Arizona wins at home despite Buffalo being kind of an emotional team right now. I think Arizona wins. I think they win by a touchdown. Kyler Murray has been fantastic this season. Just an unbelievable sophomore year compared to last year, but... I think Arizona wins closing the their defense makes a couple plays to stop Josh down on that offense. And I think the Cardinals win by a touchdown at home in Glendale. I'm gonna take I don't know if it's an upset, but I'm gonna take the Cardinals also. I just think they're motivated after what happened last week. I think their defense has actually been playing better. I know that yeah. the Dolphins were have one of the best offenses in the league right now. But that defense they bring pressure, they force turnovers. Uh and I think Kyler's the reading rusher and the receiver. They get um uh Kenyon Drake back today from injury. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been probably the best. These are two of the best receivers in the league Agreed. in terms of yardage. Uh, Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins, I think they're 2-3 and three or 1-2 and two in receiving yards in the league right now. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to take the Cardinals just because of, you know, I think I think it's going to be not super high scoring, maybe like 30-23. I think Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, find a way to get it done. They lost a close game last week, and they're going to just figure out what they did wrong and kind of, you know, 
I think Kyler makes the plays late. You know, the play calling was interesting. They ran the ball in that fourth down, but they with Chase Edmonds, that kind of wasn't a great play call. I would have given it to Kyler, but I think they learned from their mistakes last week, and they find a way to win today. 30-23 cards. Uh, another big game today from New Orleans. A rematch of what was one of the games of the year last year. It was a 48-46 Saints win at the Superdome. Now, not as hyped up. The Niners are hurt. The Saints are getting better. We saw a huge Saints win last week against Tampa Bay. Win that. Now, we all thought Tampa Bay was going to win that game. Yep. And, you know, it was a great performance by Drew Brees. And they have all their weapons back. Michael Thomas is healthy. Finally. Alvin Kamara is healthy. Yeah. They have like five or six receivers. They use tight ends, running backs. Do you think they beat the Niners today? I think they beat the Niners, and I think they beat the Niners big. Uh, I think Drew Brees has another big game. That was a great win for them against uh, Tampa Bay. They kind of needed that also. Oh, it was unbelievable. We all thought, like we said, Tom Brady was going to come out. It was going to be a bounce-back win for them. Uh, They held that offense in check. I think the Saints went big. I mean, look, the Niners don't have an answer right now, right? They're so injured, right? Jimmy Garoppolo not playing. I don't think he's the answer in general, but... That's beside the point. Probably Nick Mullins going to get the start today. Yep, Jimmy Garoppolo's an IR. Yep, so I think the Saints I think the Saints win big at Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I love the way New Orleans is playing. As we said, they keep getting better and better. They're getting their weapons back. Give me the Saints. Give me the Saints big today. Is there, is there a better team right on the NFC than the Saints? I don't think so. I think the Saints right now lead the NFC. I think they control their path to you know that one seed in the NFC. I think and they're In a year that there's one bye, I think it's very crucial that New Orleans gets it. And they're going to be a tough out because – I don't care how old Drew Brees is getting. Mm-hmm. That dude makes plays. He no. is still a And he's player. not doing it downfield. He's nope. just he's making smart plays. He's not Simple. being reckless. Yep. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints also. Yep. The Niners are just so hurt. And I think the Saints kind of know how important this game is. Agreed. I like the Saints by 10 points. Uh, 35-25. I think Nick Mullins gets some points on the board. But Drew Brees makes some plays. Big game in Miami today. Two rookie quarterbacks, Justin Herbert and two at Tagovailoa. You know, this is one of the biggest Dolphin home games in years. I know my dad listening right now. Big, big Dolphins fan. I think he's. I don't think he's ever been so excited about a Dolphins team since the <laughs> 1980s. And you know, they're getting a home game. It's gonna be a fired up 13,000 at Hard Rock Stadium for Tua Tagovailoa. And you know, he's taken that city by storm since you know Miami's an interesting sports city. It's you know, the fans kind of hop around to whoever's hot right now. Since like Dwayne Wade retired a couple years ago, there really hasn't been, you know, other than Jimmy Bell, I guess he did go to the finals this year. But they they love Tua in Miami. And yep. I think are they gonna love him after the, today? I think they are. I think okay. he has another great performance. I mean, we talked about it. after that first game where they won, but he had less than hundred yards. Fans are already talking about, okay, well, you know, two is not the answer. Let's, you know, yeah, people are like putting different. two on the hot seat, like two starts in. I'm like, hold the brakes. I'm like, like pump the brakes there. Just started. So I think Tua has another big game. I love Tua Tagovailoa. I've never loved Alabama, but I've always consistently loved Tua. Tua Tua has been one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch in college yep. ever. Great guy. And when he got one down last year in the Mississippi State game, oh, was just, it was just brutal to I watch. Know. I felt for him. I, I think he. You know, I think that's a motivation factor. I think that you know cut his college career short. I think he knew they had a chance to win a national championship. Yep. So and I think his vengeance. They left is it on more. the board there, and you know, yeah, they, I think they would have gone in because you know they would have beaten Auburn, and Agreed. then they would have been between them and Oklahoma. And they Agreed. probably would have picked Alabama. And we would have gotten LSU, Bama rematch. Yep. So I think but the Dolphins win. Beside the point, I like uh, Tua to win. Also, I think like they're, they're just so well coached. They have one of the best scoring defenses yes. in the league. They put pressure. They force interceptions. Ryan Flores. And, Coach of the year, unbelievable. I don't know who's going to get it other than him. Unbelievable. If they win today, I think they're four and three right now. Five and three. Yeah, five and three. Are they four and three or five and three? Yeah, five and three right now. They're five and three. Yeah. Well, if they win today, they're six and man. This is a magical season for the Miami Dolphins. I expect them to win today, 
and they're really going to put themselves in a playoff push. Um, one o'clock today, one o'clock Eastern, noon Central. Bucks look for a bounce back. Brady, one of the worst, one of the four worst games of his career against the Saints. Carolina almost beat Kansas City. Carolina just can't find a way to win these close games. It's like three, four weeks in a row that Carolina's been in a close game and haven't been able to figure it out. I like what Matt Rule is doing there. Does he pull off an upset with Tom Brady today? You know, I was looking at the inactives. McCaffrey out this week. He actually had a big game last week yep. in his first game back. I think for that reason, you know, honestly, if McCaffrey was playing, I would pull them as the upset. I think today would be my that would be my upset for today. But I, I think without McCaffrey, and you said Harrison, they just can't finish close games. I think Tampa Bay wins. I think an embarrassment last week against the Saints. Tom Brady knows that. I mean. That was probably the worst game I've seen Tom Brady play in his career. I mean, he was throwing passes that should never be thrown. So I think for that matter, Bruce Arians gets that team up today. I think they bounce back. I think they beat the Panthers. But I think like every week, I think the Panthers keep it close. I do. I really do. Um, You're not going to do it. I will. I'll pick the upset. I think Carolina's going to be Tampa Bay at home today. Uh, I like it. I like it. There was a, a story last night from Jay Glazer of Fox Sports that Tampa Bay had like a seven-hour flight delay. Something happened yeah, with the plane where it broke down, and they had to wait at the Charlotte airport, or something was the deal that they couldn't get, or they couldn't fly to Charlotte. Even though yep. Tampa to Charlotte is like an extremely short flight, they could they were waiting eight for eight hours. I think that's a mental thing that, that could affect the Buccaneers today. Tom Brady isn't going to get his ten hours of sleep that he usually gets. <laughs> I think Carolina pulls off the upset at home today. I think Tampa. I don't really know if they're going to have this big bounce-back game that everyone thinks. I think they're a little dysfunctional right now. And, you know, I think Carolina has been playing some good football, and I think they finally get it done today. They've, I know they've played a lot without McCaffrey this year, but Mike Davis has done a great job filling in. And they have Robbie Anderson. That, that Buccaneers defense has been skeptical over the last couple yeah. weeks. I'm going to take Carolina 24-23 to pull off the upset over Tampa Bay today. Uh, let's go to the Sunday night game. My New England Patriots taking on the Baltimore Ravens. These two played on a Sunday night game last year. Baltimore blew them out. The Patriots coming off a win against the Jets on Monday Night Football. They barely won a 30-27 last-second field goal from... I was about to say Stephen Goskowski, but it wasn't. It was Nick Folk <laughs> hit the game-winning field goal. Baltimore coming off a win at Indianapolis. Who wins this game? Yeah, I like the Patriots big in this game. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens. I feel like I was in a time machine for a second back for like four years ago when Patriots were like really good. No, I like the Ravens. I think the Ravens win big. Um, Lamar Jackson has not had the best season. There's a lot of comparison, you know, a lot of speculation now about, you know, People are saying Kyler Murray is better than Lamar Jackson. I, think, I tend I to agree. Is. I think he I is. tend to agree. That's, that sounds about right. I think Lamar Jackson's starting to hear that, and he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder tonight. I think they beat New England. I think they beat New England by, I'm going to say, 10 points tonight. Like you said, a narrow win against the Jets. Uh, not a great look for New England, but I do think that – I think they're going to avoid the blowout. I, I don't think that's Belichick's style. Um, I think – they're going to keep it close with Lamar, but I think at the end they're going to pull away about a 10-point victory for Lamar I like Jackson. Baltimore 24-3. I don't know how the Patriots are going to figure out anything offensively. Okay. They struggle. I think Baltimore plays good defense, controls the clock, and they win for John Harbaugh. But to put the Ravens, I think the Ravens, people are disrespecting the Ravens a little bit. I think they're a good team, but people won't admit it. Yeah. Uh, Bengals and Steelers. Steelers undefeated the year. Uh, barely beat Dallas last week. Yep. Pittsburgh feel like every game is coming down to the last play. They're 8-0. They have Joe Burrow and the Bengals coming in. Does Joe Burrow end their undefeated season? Nobody keeps it close. I, I think agree. Joe Burrow keeps it really close today. Um, I mean, the Steelers defensively have been good, but I think you know Joe Burrow has been just that much better. I think the Steelers are close, almost lost to the Cowboys last week against Garrett Gilbert, right? Yeah. Garrett, who? Garrett? I don't even know. I don't ben even know. DiNucci? But, oh, yeah, Ben DiNucci saw a short-lived him. thing. But, um, 
No, I think the uh, Steelers do win, but I think it's very close. I mean, I love you know Chase Claypool, a great story this year. The yeah, rookie, he's, he's been great. The rookie for from Notre team. Dame has just been unbelievable for the Steelers. So I think he makes some big plays today. Ben Roethlisberger makes some plays, but I think they do beat the Bengals. But I think it's closer than the experts think. In this I like game. Pittsburgh by a touchdown, about thirty-one uh, twenty-four. Joe Burrow will score some touchdowns. I yeah. think Pittsburgh gets it done yet again. Uh, Nick Chubb <laughs> returning for Cleveland today, a home against Houston. Uh, how much of an impact does Chubb make? Yeah, I mean Chubb has a big impact. The Texans have struggled. Clearly all year. Um, one victory on the season with Romeo Crennel as the interim head coach. Two wins. They both beat, they beat Jacksonville twice. That's right. That's right. Two doesn't, wins. doesn't really count. No, they two wins this year. I forgot about that one. So I think the Browns beat the Texans. I think they beat them big. Um, Deshaun Watson, you feel for Deshaun Watson, right? The dude has had actually, for what it's worth, has had a really good season. Yeah. Um, but but he, not much around him. Uh, I think for that all. matter, not, the Browns. No coaching, not great receivers, no, no no management. Well, they have David Duke Johnson. Yeah, that's true. Duke Johnson's had a pretty good year. Well, David, no, David Johnson. David, David Johnson's out, so Duke Johnson starting today. I mean, Brandon Cooks. His former team. Yeah, Brandon Cooks had a good season too. Will Fuller. Those have been the two guys he's had to look for, it's, but gives no one else. Yeah, the Browns. The Browns went big. They had to uh, tomorrow night, uh, Minnesota sneaking back into the playoff contention at Chicago. Who do you like? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I think so, the Vikings have been really hot call. recently. Dalvin Cook has been on an absolute tear. As of recently, they're going to keep feeding Dalvin Cook. I think Kirk Cousins is playing a little bit better. I think yeah. Kirk Cousins is finally finding that rhythm this year. They're doing a great job in Minnesota right now. I think they look if they keep winning, they're going to potentially that, have that a chance seven to be a seed spot. for the playoff spot is up for grabs. Wide I think open. Minnesota needs a really strong finish. I think they could yep. get there. I like the Vikings. Also, the Bears have been terrible. Eagles, Giants, give me a winner. Oh goodness sakes! Talk about a scrappy game. It's going to be ugly. Eagles. I think the Eagles. They just continue to control the NFC East. That has been absolutely horrific this year. I think the Eagles win close. I think Carson Wentz makes a few more plays than Daniel Jones, but I think Daniel Jones pulls another one of those plays where he uh, had a wide-open touchdown and tripped in the middle of the field. I like, so. I like the Giants by field goal. I think they, they almost oh. beat the Eagles last time. I right. think they're going to do it this time. Right. Game-winning field goal, 20-17. to 17. Uh, Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos really haven't – they lose. was that last week they lost to Atlanta? Uh-huh. They, only, they came back but couldn't finish it off. I take on the Raiders who had a last-second win against the Chargers. Uh, give me a winner. Pulling the upset. I'm going to go Denver. Okay. I'm going to go Denver in L.A. The Raiders, you know, I liked them early season. Uh, recently, I don't know. There's just something about them I'm not I'm not on. I think the Broncos defensively do a good job of stopping, stopping Josh Jacobs. I love our boy Drew Locke. I think he makes yeah. a couple plays today. I'm going to go the upset. I think the Broncos, I'm pulling out of my hat. I think they narrowly beat the Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders by 10 points, 27-17. <laughs> uh, Jaguars at Packers. How much do the Packers win by? <laughs> Against Jake Luton, who didn't look terrible no, against actually pretty uh, good. Houston. Uh, I will go Packers by 21. Three touchdowns. I'll today. go Packers by 22. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Washington at the Lions final game we'll talk about. Just Are you going to watch this game, yes or no? I'm not watching this neither game. Neither am I. Uh, I'll, take, I'll take Matt Stafford to win it. I think the Lions have been sneaky good, actually, this year. But it is important. One thing before we go to break. Alex Smith getting his first start yeah, since that gruesome injury. Yeah, like over 700 days. Yep. Great story. I hope he plays well today. He Me played too. well last week against uh, whoever they lost yeah, to. Yeah, but Lions Lions going to win this game. All right, uh, let's go to a final break. This is Start Your Sunday, KCOU 88.1 segments. Coming up next. Hey, this is Tommy Wiseau, and you listen, Columbia, KCOU 88.1 FM. Hopefully you have a groovy time. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. 
Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. The Missouri Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Guard will pay up to 100% of your tuition for up to 39 credit hours per academic year at 90 colleges and tech schools across the state. You're eligible as soon as you enlist. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving part-time in the Missouri Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. Hi, I'm Josh Bohm. I had the Josh Bohm Radio Fun Time program on KCOU from 2012 to 2016. I'm here to tell you to support KCOU. You'll make an old man in his 20s very happy. And welcome back to KCOU Start Your Sunday, where you can find us on Spotify at Start Your Sunday. Let's hit our final segments. We do this every show. We have four segments we kind of go through. Yep. Help you with your bets or your fantasy or whatever. Let's start with fantasy. Starts and sits. We'll tell you who to start. We'll tell you who to sit on your fantasy team today. Uh, I'll start with the starts. Start Jared Goff at quarterback position. The Seahawks have been giving up so many points all year to quarterbacks and a lot of points overall to teams. I think Jared Goff and the Rams score a lot of points today. I think you should start Jared Goff running back Antonio Gibson against the Detroit Lions. Lions have given up a lot of uh, pass-catching running backs points. I think Antonio Gibson makes some big plays today. Wide receiver Mike Williams starting against the Dolphins. Williams has been getting better each and every week. Justin Herbert's been slinging the ball. Dolphins, they have a good defense, but they could give up some big plays. I think Mike Williams finds the end zone a couple times today. And tight end TJ Hawkinson against Washington. Uh, TJ Hawkinson just had a great year overall. Yep. I think just, you know, if you're considering starting him, you should. Uh, Garrett, who are these sits? Yep, so the sits for today at quarterback Cam Newton against the Ravens. Pretty self-explanatory. The Ravens have had an unbelievable defense this year. They're stingy up front. Do not start Cam Newton. They will give him a lot of problems today. At running back, Melvin Gordon against the Raiders. Melvin Gordon coming over to Denver. A lot of high hopes. Has not performed as well as we thought. Do not start Melvin Gordon against the Raiders today. At wide receiver, Marquise Brown against the Patriots. I think you're going to see a lot of ground and pound against the Patriots. Yep. I think Marquise Brown, not a guy you want to get. Lamar Jackson not going to be whooping that ball around as much as he should. And at tight end. Jordan Reed for the Niners against the Saints. That Saints defense keeps getting better and better. That Niners, Nick Mullen starting, not had a great, you know, couple games so far with Garoppolo out. Do not start Jordan Reed. Those are your starts and sits for Harrison. All right, let's do four downs, four rapid-fire questions that have to do with the league today. I'll go first. Garrett, first down. Which rookie running? Which rookie quarterback throws for more yards in their highly anticipated matchup today? Justin Herbert or Tua Tagovailoa? I think Herbert throws for more, but I think Tagovailoa wins the game. 
All right, and last year's Saints 49ers game, the Niners won 48 to 46. Will these two teams combine for 48 points today? No, I do not. I think they will not combine for 48 points. Third down, we've been all over the Cincinnati Bearcats all year long. So which former Bearcat defender will have more tackles this week? Eric Ooh. Wilson tomorrow against the Bears or Derek Wolf tonight against the Patriots? I'm going to go Derek Wolf. I think Derek Wolf was a big game. All right, and fourth down, how many times will the Steelers sack Joe Burrow today? Oh, goodness. I'm going to go two and a half. I'm going to go two. All right, ex- two quick, quick extra point. Does Dustin Johnson win the Masters? He's two shots up at the seventh. My dad is a big fan of Dustin Johnson. All right. He thinks he will, so I think Dustin Johnson will win the Masters. I'm hoping today. for a Brooks Kepka comeback, but that's looking good. <laughs> Garrett, what are your four downs? Yeah, first down in a game between two of the top young quarterbacks in the NFL. Who throws more touchdown passes, Josh Allen or Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. All right. Second down, will Lamar Jackson rack up over 400 total yards against a hurt and struggling Patriots defense? Under 400. All right. Third down, Alex Smith will start in his first game since that gruesome injury. After a 300-yard performance last week, will he repeat that against the Lions? He'll throw for like 270-ish. Okay. And fourth down, over under 20 carries for Dalvin Cook against the Bears. We've talked all season about let Russ cook. <laughs> let let Dalvin cook. Yes, Dalvin will have more than 20 carries today. Garrett, pave the way to how some teams are going to win today. Yep. All right, we're going to pave the way real quick for you guys. First game, Bills versus Cardinals. For the Cardinals, you want to attack Josh Allen early. Blitz the heck out of him. Get the ball back in Kyler Murray's hands and make some plays. Second game, Buccaneers versus Panthers for the Buccaneers. Get that run game going because last week against the Saints, Ronald Jones, who have been high on only 23 yards on the ground. So for the Buccaneers, you got to find a running rhythm against the Panthers' defense. And third third game, Vikings versus Bears. Load the box and sell out to stop Dalvin Cook if you are the Bears. Look, defenses all year have tried to stop Dalvin Cook. They've put 7-8 in the box. It has not happened. This is a good Bears defense. If they want to win this game, they're going to have to load that box and stop Dalvin Cook. Harrison, what are the headlines for today? I'm going to look into the future and tell you the headlines you're going to see tomorrow. Headline number one. Listen closely. I love this. Tua much for L.A. (laughs) Tua outdoors Herbert in the rookie battle in Miami to make the Dolphins strong playoff contenders. I think Tua... Big game in Miami win today. Second down, Russ bounce back. Russell Wilson responds to his worst game of the year with a five-touchdown performance in a win over the Rams. I like Russell Wilson today. And number three, Baltimore blowout. Lamar leads blowout of the Patriots defense for the second straight year to rethink Baltimore's contention status. A lot of people are skeptical of Baltimore. I think tonight they prove how good they really can be. And that is the segments. That is the show. Garrett, any final thoughts? No, I mean, thank you all for listening in. I say it every week, but... Our Missouri Tigers finally back in action yes. this week. You know, it's important to Who mention are they? that. They are playing... They're playing the South Carolina Gamecocks. Okay, going to Columbia, South Columbia. Carolina. There yep. you go. The Battle of Columbia. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy your NFL games yep. today. A lot of good games in the slate, and we will see you all. Actually... Yeah, that's okay. I'll add on to this. Uh, Garrett... And I will not be here in Columbia next week. We are going to be doing uh, Start Your Sunday via Zoom. You can listen exclusively on Spotify. Start Your Sunday on Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and podcasts. Uh, I'll be tweeting out more information at Harrison Vapnik on Twitter. So just know next Sunday on Spotify, more information will come afterwards. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for starting your Sunday with us. And we will see you next time on Start Your Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. See you.